The New Orleans Saints hit an absolute home run with the expected hire of San Francisco 49ers passing game coordinator Clint Kubiak as their next offensive coordinator. What he brings, how he works with Derek Carr, and how to avoid the pitfalls. We got all of that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? I am your host, Ross Jackson, native New Orleanian, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media covering the New Orleans Saints as a senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network. And on today's episode of Logged on Saints, it's a very exciting day, asterisk. I'll explain the asterisk here in a little bit. But the New Orleans Saints are expected to hire Clint Kubiak as their next offensive coordinator, although that hire cannot be finalized until after the Super Bowl. We're going to take a look at how the New Orleans Saints can avoid the pitfalls that can come with this hire. We're going to take a look at the impact of uh, Clint Kubiak and Derek Carr and Derek Carr's impact on Clint Kubiak. But first, why the New Orleans Saints would hit an absolute home run with this hire higher and as long as things stay as we expect them to moving forward. As always, we appreciate you very much for being in every day or here on the show, making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is to help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. So post your job for free today at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL terms and conditions apply. The New Orleans Saints, make no mistake about it, if everything goes as planned, hit an absolute home run with the hire of their next offensive coordinator, expected, in Clint Kubiak. Let's break down why. First of all, it's because of the fact that he brings with him from the San Francisco 49ers everything that the New Orleans Saints offense needed and lacked in the 2023 season. Motion, a good mix of play action, not an overly like utilized amount of play action, but it's there. Mobility on the offensive line, a, a zone run scheme with some gap principles mixed in, lots of good stuff here. And we'll explain and highlight zone and gap here in just a little bit. And I'll give you some details on all that. He's the one of the perfect offensive coordinator hires for this team. Just to take you back, to even before um, uh, uh, Pete Carmichael was you know moved on from, Zach Robinson was my 1A, Clint Kubiak was my 1B. Did we get the perfect 1A for the New Orleans Saints? No, but they did get 1B, and I'm very, very excited about what this potentially brings for the New Orleans Saints. It's going to help simplify the field and really elevate the playmakers, which is going to have a massive impact more than likely on Derek Carr at the most important position on the field at quarterback. You want to have a good impact in the system that set that's uh, kind of celebrates what your quarterback does well. Clint Kubiak and bringing over some of that San Francisco 49ers system should absolutely be able to do that, or at least needs to be able to do that in order for this hire to be worth it. Now, look, I'm going to go into a bunch of numbers and stuff like that. I don't really care about trying to prove that like I know numbers and that things are smart and whatever. That's not really the thing. The thing I want you to take away from this is that you have every reason to be excited about this hire. Again, it can't be finalized until after the Super Bowl. Hopefully nothing changes between now and then. Don't want to see a Josh McDaniels or Cliff Kingsbury type of situation. 
situation. Hey, I'm going here. No, I'm not. Hey, I'm going here. No, I'm not. Don't want to see the Saints end up with that. So we have to kind of watch out for all this. But as of right now, this is the expected hire and is a home run for the team. So yes, you should be very excited. Okay, here are a couple of those numbers just so that you do have them. When we talk about the Saints and where they ranked, they were 11th in 2023 in the passing game. They were 21st in the run game, both of which when it comes to yardage, San Francisco 4th and 3rd respectively. So a big time improvement, even in a place where the Saints were just outside the top 10 as a passing yards offense. But a lot of those yards came in situations where you're trying to come back from a deficit, things like that. San Francisco, not so much. They just poured it on. You'd love to see that here in New Orleans. The Saints ran only 14.3% of their plays with motion. That was 26th in the NFL in 2023. San Francisco 49ers, 37.7% of their snaps included motion, second most in the NFL. The team that was ahead of the San Francisco 49ers was the Miami Dolphins at 40 plus percent, which was head coached and play called by Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel, one year ago, held the exact same position as... Clint Kubiak with the exact same team, the San Francisco 49ers. So I don't say, I'm not saying that Clint Kubiak is going to come here and then run up the motion all the way up like what Mike McDaniel did over in, uh, over in Miami, but. You see where the success is at the top of the NFL and the trees that those coaches are coming from. Clint Kubiak could be the next one. Uh, when it comes to play action, it's not so much about play action attempts. The San Francisco 49ers had 102. Saints had 97. So just a five attempt difference when it came to play action. It's the efficiency. Despite the fact that San Francisco only ran play action on five more attempts than the New Orleans Saints in 2023, they racked up 150 more yards than the New Orleans Saints through the air in doing so. So it's the efficiency in the play action game. We're going to get to that here in a couple of episodes because there's a lot of nuance to break down about what that means. They also maximize the middle of the field, something we kept criticizing about the New Orleans Saints not attacking the middle of the field last year, and they want to get the ball out quickly in that Kyle Shanahan system. Look at Tua Tungavailoa, look at uh, Jordan Love, look at um, uh, Brock Purdy, of course, all those guys working either with Kyle Shanahan or somebody from Kyle Shanahan's tree, and they all get the ball out quickly. That's going to help Derek Carr a ton in 2024 as well. And then because you want to get the ball out quickly, it becomes the scheme that gets some of these receivers open. It becomes about timing. What spot are you throwing to? Things like that. These are all things that should sound familiar, not from recent history for the New Orleans Saints, but for the Sean Payton era of the New Orleans Saints offense, where they were really cooking. It was a lot of that. Scheme, opening up possibilities, downfield, in the middle of the field, attacking the short intermediate area, going low to high. And then, of course, the idea of throwing to a spot as opposed to throwing to a receiver. All big, 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 big stuff that you're going to see back in this New Orleans Saints offense if Clint Kubiak is bringing more of the Shanahan influence, which I don't imagine he gets the job if he's not. Uh, because of the fact that we were talking about like getting the ball out quickly and everything like that, we're also about getting the ball into the hands of the playmakers, right? This was a big issue for the New Orleans Saints. It's the number one priority in a Kyle Shanahan system is get the ball in the hands of the playmaker. The quarterback is there to facilitate. The playmakers are there to make plays. So I'm really excited for guys like Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed, Juwan Johnson, Alvin Kamara finally back into a system that supports what it is that he does well. And that goes beyond just the passing game. That goes into the run game as well. Don't forget, we talk about the San Francisco 49ers as this massively good passing team. And we're talking about Clint Kubiak as a passing game coordinator. But the run tenant set everything else 
up. So when we take a look at that, number three in the NFL in rushing yards last year, remember when it came to San Francisco uh, or when it came to the 49ers, the zone run system comes back. We're talking about zone. We're talking about that read step to where the offensive lineman, instead of just engaging with the guy that's directly in front of them, they're worried about blocking a gap, getting to the second level. It's about moving the offense and moving the blockers with the running back. Then when you run those outside zone runs, which are just ones that are usually designed to go outside the tackle, you as a running back get to make the decision. Do I bounce it back around? Do I bend it around the edge or do I bang it up the middle? You get back to doing the things that Alvin Kamara was doing extremely well in 2017, 18, 19, 20, until they went away from using him the way that they should have been using him. Now, if you look at what the Rams did against the Saints all day uh, on that Thursday night game in the run game, this is what we're talking about. A lot of zone run with some gap scheme stuff, which is more of the man blocking, I'm blocking the guy in front of me type scheme, mixing in some of that for the change of pace. The uh, Rams run a lot of what's called duo. You get the you get the double teams on the offensive line. There's a two gap situation to where you try to isolate the linebacker. Where the linebacker goes, the running back doesn't, and where the running where the linebacker doesn't go, the running back does. So you're just kind of doing it just like you would read a safety or something like that. Uh, San Francisco doesn't run a ton of that. I'm hoping that they introduce some of that and that Clint Kubiak brings some of that here in 2024. So here's what I would expect: more eye candy, motion, all that good stuff, creativity as well going back into this offense, mobility all across the offense, including the offensive line, pulling guards, moving pockets, moving with the zone runs, all that kind of stuff. And then probably about like a 43 to 57% split when it comes to the run game versus the pass game. When uh, Clint Kubiak call plays with Miami, excuse me, with Minnesota, 42% run, 58% pass. Very next year as a play caller with the Denver Broncos, 43% run, 70, uh, 57% pass. So I would expect the Saints to probably fall somewhere around there as well. This is a truly exciting hire, assuming that everything goes as planned and it continues as Clint Kubiak becomes the next offensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints. Now we're far from done on this emergency episode. Now let's take a look at what the real impact will be for Derek Carr with the hire of Clint Kubiak. Got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends over at Nissan. If you're looking for an opportunity to take your adventures a little bit further, then Nissan has the lineup of SUVs to help you take your adventures to the next level. You can start off with the uh, perfect mid-size crossover like uh, a 2024 Nissan Road that's got the versatility that you need. It's perfect for city streets and great escapes. It's the Alvin Kamara of your Nissan SUV lineup. You can go and get your offensive lineman too if you want to. The Nissan Pathfinder has room for up to eight eight passengers and also has up to 6,000 pounds of towing capability, expensive cargo capability as well, and advanced available 4x4 capability. So nothing but capability when it comes to the Nissan Pathfinder. So you go and check them out. You can take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada as well on the the opportunity to find your next adventure shop today at NissanUSA.com. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. It's true. The New Orleans Saints have narrowed in and are finalizing a deal that can't be finalized until after the Super Bowl to get Clint Kubiak as their next offensive coordinator. And Clint Kubiak brings with him the Kyle Shanahan system, which is the perfect way to pave the way for Derek Carr to play some of his best 
football next year in New Orleans, assuming all goes to plan. We're we'll breaking that down here as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. We appreciate you very much for making us your first listen of the day every day here on the show. Don't forget to go and check out the Locked on Sports Today 24-7 national sports uh, YouTube stream, the first of its kind over on YouTube. You can be a part of history by subscribing to Locked on Sports Today on YouTube today. So yes, the Kyle Shanahan system or some version of it is about to be or is set to be is finalizing its way here to the great city of New Orleans. I'm in Mobile right now, but I'm too excited to care about where I am. I'm excited about where the New Orleans Saints are going, and so should you be, as we just highlighted. So now let's take a look at what this means for Derek Carr, right? When you hire an offensive coordinator, and you heard Drew Brees. Drew Brees talked about this uh, at the opening at his uh, new restaurant in Metairie, where he was talking about how you go out and you find the offensive coordinator that can get things done for Derek Carr, that the relationship has to be there. You find somebody that can maximize what it is that Derek Carr does well. And I think the Shanahan system does that. It keeps you from having to sit there and hold on to the ball and wait for all these things to develop. Things move very quickly. You have spots to throw to. You've got ways to get out of trouble. They utilize their backfields or excuse me, their their weapons out of the backfield. They quickly get the ball out of the quarterback's hands and into the hands of playmakers. You just distribute. And I think Derek Carr will do a very good job of doing that. If you look back, right? Um, the Saints and Derek Carr operated the Saints de- uh, offense to a much better place, right? A very stagnant offense to a much better place than I expected to see it get over the course of the end of the season. Now they were going up against some weak defenses, I think is an argument that people will make and all that. I I, I get it, but they were going against weak defenses and weak teams early on in the year as well. So what I look at is, okay, if you can maximize a system that was inherently putting a cap on what your offense was ever going to look like, then how about maxim- How about getting the opportunity now to maximize a system that's meant to maximize you? So now the field gets simpler, right? The tasks get more manageable, right? You're not having to be the playmaker at quarterback. You're distributing to the playmakers instead. Derek Carr will no longer be in a situation to where the system around him fails, Right? Was Derek Carr perfect in 2023? No, not by a long shot. But was were his shortcomings magnified by the by by being combined with the shortcomings of the offensive system? Also, yes. Two wrongs made a very wrong in 2023. Now you have the opportunity to have the system elevate the player and then hope that the player elevates the system and thereby elevating the players that are around him as well. So we're not going to be talking about seventh string wide receivers running two route concepts on a big third down late in a game while you're running max protect out of the backfield and ignoring, uh, you know, keeping Alvin Kamara off the field. There's going to be no more, um, you know, ISO right up the middle dive runs on second and 10. We're looking at way more creativity. We're looking at way more uh, challenge being put on opposing offenses by creating things that challenge their eye discipline, eye candy, uh, motion, post-snap motion as well. Players crossing uh, across the middle of the field. Where the, 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 um, the quarterbacks, or not the quarterbacks, sorry, where are the offensive lines pulling to? Where are the runs going? What's the point of attack? All these things are now going to move and change 
as opposed to what we saw last year where things were becoming a lot more stagnant, a lot more predictable over time. We saw the same thing in 2022 as well. It's one of the reasons why, even though there was a small contingent of people saying that Pete Carmichael wasn't the problem and that the offense wasn't the problem for the New Orleans Saints, I very much disagree. The offense was a big time issue for the New Orleans Saints. Finishing 21st in the run game is absolutely unacceptable when your team is supposed to be a run first team. That's the identity that you wanted to build. And now what you're and then what you're doing with that is that you're forcing your offense to be one dimensional because you can't produce in the run game. That all changes with the Kyle Shanahan system if things are implemented correctly and if the talent can be molded to build to what that uh, what that scheme uh, is looking for. And the way that that works with Derek Carr is that it effectively supports him. We're not talking about Derek Carr having to be out there and extending plays and having to try to like get mobile and get out of bounds or, or throw the ball away or, or, or get outside the pocket and hope that somebody frees up. The scheme, much like Sean Payton's scheme back in the day, will free up wide receivers by causing commotion, causing uh, congestion in the middle of the field, attacking the middle of the field, and then going over the top by opening up the possibility to go over the top with the attack that you're putting over the middle of the field. This is what the New Orleans Saints were doing for years and years and years and years. This is what the NFL has been doing since the forward pass. The concepts that you saw in 1997 you're still seeing in the NFL. It's just that you've seen like an expanded version of them. Now you're running motion to get into the look to set up for the same play, or you're using, you know, um, you're you're using a play action to pull safeties or to pull linebackers' attention to be able to get over the top and things like that. You're going to see a lot more of that, more intentionally sequenced in 2024 with this offense. Uh, the other thing that I'll say is that Derek Carr provides something nice for Clint Kubiak as well. It's not just a one-way street. These two will have the opportunity to really be able to benefit one another. You get a quarterback with NFL experience, one that knows football, and one that's already performed well at the NFL level, and that ran a system that's probably about half of the capacity of your system to pretty good success by the end of last year, right? And who put up some of the best numbers in the NFL over the last six or seven games of the season. That's a comfortable situation for a Clint Kubiak. There are a lot of people who are saying, well, no one works wants to work with Derek Carr. No one wants to have him as their quarterback. And that's just simply not true. Like the NFL loves Derek Carr. Fans might not, but the NFL loves Derek Carr. And we've seen that over and over and over again. Look at the coaches that have gone to go out there and work with Derek Carr over and over and over again. And now you get another bright young coach that's wanting to come to New Orleans and set up a system for Derek Carr. Keep in mind, Clint Kubiak hasn't worked with many young quarterbacks when it comes to play callers. Yes, he just did it with um, Brock Purdy and working with Brock Purdy, but he wasn't the play caller for Brock Purdy. Back in 2021, who did he have? Kirk Cousins. Back in 2022, who did he have? Russell Wilson. Now he gets Derek Carr. Now you can put all those three quarterbacks in different classes. You can put all of them in different styles and whatever. But you got, what, 4,200 yards out of Kirk Cousins? You got 1,600 yards that year out of Justin Jefferson? I think you can find the guy that can run your system, or if you can find a guy that can run your system, then all of a sudden you're cooking. And look, he was cooking with Kirk Cousins in an offense that he was struggling to call. Now he's got the Kyle Shanahan experience. Now he gets full autonomy and not under his dad. Uh, in in a system, Gary Kubiak, who was also in Minnesota, 
This is a much better setup for Gary for, for Clint Kubiak, and it's a much better setup for Derek Carr. So this could mean big things for the New Orleans Saints. Now, I will say this. The Saints are far from finished when it comes from making sure that they're improving their team. They have more work left to do, and all that work starts up front. Let's get to how the New Orleans Saints can avoid the pitfall of failure in 2024, despite this hire. we got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs will help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and hire faster and for free. It's the new year and every small business is asking the same question. What's the one move that I can make to take my business to the next level? And LinkedIn knows that your success is all about how successful the team around you can be. And that's why they want to provide you with the tools that you need to help you make sure that the right professionals join your team again faster and for free. It's not just another job board. We're talking about over a billion different members, billion that use LinkedIn. It's easy to find the right hire when you have that kind of a pool to select from. In fact, 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours of posting their job. And they know that you wear a lot of hats, so they make sure that you get all of the tools and resources that you need to hire. They'll be with you every step of the way. Post your job for free today at linkedin.com. So select an NFL. That's linkedin.com. So select an NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode of Locked on Saints also brought to you by our friends over at DoorDash. I had a big plan today. I was going to make enchiladas for everybody here in the Airbnb in Mobile, Alabama and everything like that. And then the Saints decided that, oh, we're just going to go ahead and figure out our offensive coordinator situation. So I might be a little busy for the rest of the day. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to jump on a DoorDash and I'm going to just order food. I'm going to just, I'm going to just ball out for everybody because DoorDash is like that. Whether you're looking for the local eateries, whether you're looking for the chains you can always rely on as well, they have you entirely covered. You can even do grocery delivery too. If you do want to cook for everybody in the household, if you got that time, go for it. But if you don't, DoorDash will cover you just as well by making sure that you get that great grub that you're looking for sent directly to your home. You can get 50% off right now, up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. All you got to do is download the DoorDash app, enter the promo code LOCKED23, and it's subject to change. Terms apply. Again, that's promo code LOCKED23, L-O-C-K-E-D, then use the numbers 23 for a 50% off value of up to $10 when your first order of $15 or more is made on the DoorDash app. Let's get it, Hoodat Nation. All right, so the New Orleans Saints, they got the quarterback that they wanted last year. It looks like they're set to get the offensive coordinator that they want this year, but it doesn't mean that they're set for success just yet. If the New Orleans Saints started their season right now, they wouldn't win seven games. Let's discuss why and what's next for the New Orleans Saints because they still have work to do. Appreciate you very much for being here. Don't forget that we are your team every day. You're getting the bonus episode today. I told you we would keep you up to date with everything as it goes on. Right now, the next planned episode is Mock Draft Monday on Monday. But of course, if anything comes up, you know that we'll be right here with you. So make sure that you're locked in here on the Locked On Saints podcast for your daily Saints content. All right. So look, the Saints have the quarterback that they wanted. They got the OC or, or look like they're on the verge of getting the OC. You're probably not going to hear anything else about Clint Kubiak and the New Orleans Saints until after the Super Bowl is done, right? Get the distraction out of the way, focus Clint Kubiak and his players, all that stuff. They can focus on a Super Bowl, which by the way, how cool is that, right? You hire the guy that's on the Super Bowl offense that might win the Super Bowl this year. We'll see how it goes. Um, 
but it doesn't mean that they're done. They, they got a lot of work to do. Now what you need is the offensive line to support your quarterback, the offensive line to support your system. Now, the good news is that this system is all about getting the ball out quickly, right? So you get back to sort of those Drew Brees days of like quick distribution, getting the ball out in less than two and a half seconds, all those other things, the Tom Brady days, all that, um, or the Tom Brady Tampa days. And so that's got to be the next step. So you can benefit your offensive line a little bit by getting the ball out quickly, but you still need the offensive line to be able to hold you up, especially because again, so much of what actually works in the Shanahan system for all of the, the the flowers that that system gets for quarterbacks and for passing and distribution and playmakers in the passing game and all that, it's a very good run offense as well. Like think about some of the best rush offenses that you've seen in the NFL here over the court recent of the past few years and the San Francisco 49ers with Elijah Mitchell and with Raheem Mostert, then they went and got Christian McCaffrey. Like that was all a part of what it is that they were already doing well as well. But of course, the highlights and all that stuff kind of go to the passing game. So you need the offensive line that's going to be able to support the system. So here's the problem. What's going to happen with Trevor Penning? Is he going to be your starting left tackle? Or are you going to move him inside? Or are you only going to give him one offseason to move inside? And how do you feel like that makes it better than the one offseason that he had to do the thing he's done his entire playing career and still struggled to do that, right? Like, think about that. He's played his entire playing career at left tackle, didn't really get an offseason his rookie year, got an offseason this year, and then struggled. So now you're asking him to get one offseason to do something he's never done, which is play on the interior, and then think that's going to work? I have trouble believing that. Let tackles play tackle. Give him another offseason to get ready at tackle. See if he's your guy. But still, it's a question right now. What's going to happen with Trevor Penny? Will Ryan Ramchick play? Will he be available to open the season? Will he retire? What's going to happen to him with this potential offseason surgery? Mickey Loomis feels good about it. Ryan Ramchick feels good about it. But what's the reality and where will that be? Big question mark. Where's Andrews Pete going to be, right? Is he signing somewhere else as a left tackle? Does he stay in New Orleans? Do they pay him as a left tackle or do they pay him as a left guard? What's going to be the case? So you're getting the idea here. There are more questions than there are answers for the New Orleans Saints on their offensive line. And they shouldn't wait around for the players that are currently on their roster to potentially become solutions. They got to go out and find those solutions, even if it means going outside the building and free agency, the draft, all of that. And this is a good draft class to need an offensive lineman. There's no doubt about that. We just watched a fantastic set of those players in that draft class here in Mobile, and they were awesome. Talisa Fuaga out of Oregon State. Um, uh, Kingsley Suamataia, awesome, out of BYU. I think I said Penn State the other day in the episode. He's out of BYU. Uh, Patrick Paul, somebody that I've loved going into this process as a second rounder coming in. Awesome. He's looked awesome here. Six foot seven to 332 pounds. Yeah. Like you've got the talent that you need and there's good offensive linemen and good defensive linemen in this year's draft, excuse me, free agency class as well, which will take place over a month before the draft even opens up. So you've got to go out there and find those solutions. If you can do that, and if you can find the guys that fit not only the mold of being able to protect the passer, but can you find the guys that fit the mold of being the athletic offensive linemen that can scoot? The athletic, the, the athletic offensive lineman that can get to the second, third levels, the athletic offensive lineman that can run down the field with your running back and pave the way. That's what you need. You need the athleticism just like you need the strength and just like you need the ability to be able to anchor. The Saints also must, must find a dynamic yards after catch threat this offseason or make sure 
that Rashid Shahid, who is a returner by nature, all pro returner, pro bowl returner, that you're maximizing him as your yards after catch threat, getting the ball in his hands and allowing him to be able to create. If you can't find that with the with the crop that you currently have now, go and find that person. It could be a, a Malachi Corley, Western, Western Kentucky University, a guy that's been touted as the next Debo Samuel. Okay, then put him with the guy that worked with Debo Samuel and see what you can get out of a guy like that. You got to add to the wide receiver room anyway. It's very unlikely that Michael Thomas is going to be back. That became a lot more like a lot more unlikely about a week ago when he started. Anybody else get the song stuck in their head just then? Um, when he started, you know, firing off his tweets and all that other stuff or X posts, whatever. Um, so you're looking to add to that room anyway. So go out and find that guy. Go out and find the guy that could be that yards after catch threat. Think about it. Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, just to name a few, okay? Those are the weapons that the San Francisco 49ers offense, the Shanahan system, had in 2023. You're not going to have those weapons here in New Orleans. You can get close. Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, okay? If you're using Alvin Kamara the right way, it makes perfect sense. Juwan Johnson, George Kittle, maybe, the combination of Juwan Johnson, Foster Moreau, and George, to George Kittle, okay, you're closer because you're getting the blocking, you're getting all of that, right? But the athleticism of a Juwan Johnson, the pass-catching ability of a Juwan Johnson, okay, we're talking. Something to cook there. Not the same as a George Kittle, though. Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, I'd say Brandon Ayuk and Chris Olave are kind of in the same class. You do not have a Debo Samuel. Ain't nobody got a Debo Samuel. So either you find somebody that can run and do what a Debo Samuel can do, or you find some other mold of receiver that still works in this system. Could that be the big body guy, the Juwan Jennings, for instance, in San Francisco, A.T. Perry, right? Does Rashid Shahid as the -the over-the-top threat take on a little bit of what it is that the Debo Samuel role is and also the, hey, catch this screen pass and go and get me some yards? Yeah. Yeah, he probably could. I've said for years now, respect Rashid Shahid's gangsta. It might become more gangsta for him in 2024. But they can also go out and find additional talent too. I just think no matter what, you have to be able to identify your yards after catch threat and you have to rebuild this offensive line. So where are you finding that talent? Where are you getting that talent? That's what's next for the New Orleans Saints. And even before then, you got a wide receiver coach void to fill. What's going to happen with Ronald Curry? Does he stick around as a quarterback coach, passing and coordinator? Does he head somewhere else? What happens there? Is that a spot that the offensive coordinator comes in and says, I want somebody new here? Does Brian Greasy end up now ending up in New Orleans if that happens? Where do the Saints find their next running backs coach? There's lots of, of that to still figure out. But so building out the rest of this offensive staff, Building out the scheme in the system and then going out and finding the players that are going to be good for that system is going to be very important. The exciting part now is that the Saints will it will deploy an offensive system that offensive players, free agents, draft picks, whatever, are going to be excited to be a part of. That's huge from a recruiting aspect. Huge from a recruiting aspect. So they're not done yet but they have the ammo and they have what they need and it's out there in terms of the missing pieces. They just got to go and grab them, get them plugged in and see what they can do here in 2024. We got a lot more to discuss when it comes to Clint Kubiak. We're going to take a look now on Monday at a mock draft Monday with knowing that that system is in place, who are some of the best fits at the draft picks. We're going to go through all that. And then of course, we appreciate you very much for making us your first listen of the day every day for your second listen today. Big news in New Orleans. 
Big news around Louisiana, locked on LSU with Caroline Fenton, locked on uh, Pelicans with Jake Madison. They've got you covered on everything going on around the great state of Louisiana here on Locked On. I appreciate you very much. As always, making Locked On Saints a part of your day and part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation. I'll holler at you.